Welcome to Old Treasures Made New, your devotional podcast on the go or at home, where we read the scriptures and reflect on them with those from the past. Today we'll be reading Matthew 11, verses 25 to 30, and then through J.C. Ryle's expository thoughts on Matthew. Please take a moment to pause and to ask the Holy Spirit to bring understanding and to apply what we hear. Matthew, chapter 11, verses 25 and 30. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This is the word of the Lord. There are few passages in the four Gospels more important than this. There are few which contain, in so short a compass, so many precious truths. May God give us an eye to see and a heart to feel their value. Let us learn, in the first place, the excellence of a childlike and teachable frame of mind. Our Lord says to his Father, You hid these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to children. It is not for us to attempt to explain why some receive and believe the gospel, while others do not. The sovereignty of God in this matter is a deep mystery. We cannot fathom it. But one thing, at all events, stands out in Scripture as a great practical truth to be had in everlasting remembrance. Those from whom the gospel is hidden are generally the wise in their own eyes, and prudent in their own sight. Those to whom the gospel is revealed are generally humble, simple-minded, and willing to learn. The words of the Virgin Mary are continually being fulfilled. He has filled the hungry with good things, and he has sent the rich away empty. Luke 1, verse 53. Let us watch against pride in every shape. Pride of intellect, pride of wealth, pride in our own goodness, pride in our own merits, Nothing is so likely to keep a man out of heaven and prevent him from seeing Christ as pride. So long as we think we are something, we shall never be saved. Let us pray for and cultivate humility. Let us seek to know ourselves aright and to find out our place in the sight of our holy God. The beginning of the way of heaven is to feel that we are in the way to hell and to be willing to be taught of the Spirit. One of the first steps in saving Christianity is to be able to say with Saul, Lord, what will you have me to do? Acts 9 verse 6. There is hardly a sentence of our Lord so frequently repeated as this, He who humbles himself shall be exalted. Luke 18 verse 14. Let us learn in the second place from these verses, the greatness and majesty of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
The language of our Lord on this subject is deep and wonderful. He says, All things have been delivered to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father. Neither does anyone know the Father except the Son, and to whom the Son desires to reveal him. We may truly say, as we read these words, Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain to it. We see something of the perfect union which exists between the first and second persons of the Trinity. We see something of the immeasurable superiority of the Lord Jesus to all who are nothing more than men. But still, when we have said all this, we must confess that there are heights and depths in this verse which are beyond our feeble comprehension. We can only admire them in the spirit of little children, but the half of them we must feel remains untold. Let us, however, draw from these words the great practical truth that all power and authority in everything that concerns our soul's interests is placed in our Lord Jesus Christ's hands. All things are delivered to him. He bears the keys To him we must go for admission into heaven. He is the door. Through him we must enter. He is the shepherd. We must hear his voice and follow him if we would not perish in the wilderness. He is the physician. We must apply to him if we would be healed of the plague of sin. He is the bread of life. We must feed on him if we would have our souls satisfied. He is the light. We must walk after him if we would not wander in darkness. He is the fountain. We must wash in his blood if we would be cleansed and made ready for the great day of account. Blessed and glorious are these truths. If we have Christ, we have all things. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 22. Let us learn in the last place from this passage the breadth and fullness of the invitations of Christ's gospel. The last three verses of the chapter which contain this lesson are indeed precious. They meet the trembling sinner who asks, Will Christ reveal his Father's love to such a one as me? With the most gracious encouragement. They are verses which deserve to be read with special attention. For 1,800 years they have been a blessing to the world and have done good to myriads of souls. There is not a sentence in those who does not contain a mine of thought. Mark who they are that Jesus invites. He does not address those who feel themselves righteous and worthy. He addresses all who labor and are heavy burdened. It is a wide description. It comprises multitudes in this weary world. All who feel a load on their heart of which they would sincerely get free, a load of sin or a load of sorrow, a load of anxiety or a load of remorse, all, whoever they may be and whatever their past lives, all such are invited to come to Christ. Mark what a gracious offer Jesus makes. I will give you rest. You will find rest for your souls. How cheering and comfortable are these words. Unrest is one great characteristic of the world. Hurry, vexation, failure, disappointment stare us in the face on every side. 
But here is hope. Here is an ark of refuge for the weary, as truly as there was a way for Noah's dove. There is rest in Christ, rest of conscience and rest of heart, rest built on pardon of all sin, rest flowing from peace with God. Mark what a simple request Jesus makes to the laboring and heavy laden ones. Come to me, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. He interposes no hard conditions. He speaks nothing of works to be done first and deservingness of his gifts to be established. He only asks us to come to him just as we are, with all our sins, and to submit ourselves like little children to his teaching. Go not, he seems to say, to man for relief. Wait not for help to arise from any other quarter, just as you are this very day. Come to me. Mark what an encouraging account Jesus gives of himself. He says, I am gentle and lowly of heart. How true that is, the experience of all the saints of God has often proved. Mary and Martha at Bethany, Peter after his fall, the disciples after the resurrection, Thomas after his cold unbelief, all tasted the meekness and gentleness of Christ. It is the only place in Scripture where the heart of Christ is actually named. It is a saying never to be forgotten. Mark, lastly, the encouraging account that Jesus gives of his service. He says, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. No doubt there is a cross to be carried if we follow Christ. No doubt there are trials to be endured and battles to be fought. But the comforts of the gospel far outweigh the cross. Compared to the service of the world and sin, compared to the yoke of Jewish ceremonies and the bondage of human superstition, Christ's service is in the highest sense easy and light. His yoke is no more a burden than the feathers are to a bird. His commandments are not grievous. His ways are ways of pleasantness, and all his paths are peace. 1 John 5 verse 3 and Proverbs 3 verse 17. And now comes the solemn inquiry. Have we accepted this invitation for ourselves? Have we no sins to be forgiven, no griefs to be removed, no wounds of conscience to be healed? If we have, let us hear Christ's voice. He speaks to us as well as to the Jews. He says, come to me. Here is the key to true happiness. Here is the secret of having a happy heart. All turns and hinges on an acceptance of this offer of Christ. May we never be satisfied until we know and feel that we have come to Christ by faith for rest and do still come to him for fresh supplies of grace every day. If we have come to him already, let us learn to cleave to him more closely. If we have never come to him yet, let us begin to come today. His word shall never be broken. Him that comes unto me, I will in no way cast out. John 6, 37. That is the end of Ryle's expository thoughts for these verses. Let us carefully consider what we have heard today. And may the Lord be pleased to bring the growth for his glory.